0: for the second time running with second nobody out and he lines out on the right field that's going to get down
1: one hop in front of Melendez Altuve had to hold to make sure but they're teeing off on Barrios I'm not sure how much longer he could stay in the game and
2: now here comes the manager for Rico. I'm assuming to make the pitching change Wow Barrios gets three outs in the game and that's it you Wow is uh not the word that <laughs> came out of my mouth, Kevin Barker, when I was watching that outing yesterday by Jose Barrios. A ton of, ba- of uh, baseball to talk about today for an otherwise nondescript Monday uh, in the middle of spring training. Mr. Barker is in Dunedin, where this afternoon the Jays will take on the Boston Red Sox on TV. Uh, 107 is the, uh, is the first pitch. Alec Manoa gets a start for the Jays. Alejandro Kirk will make his debut behind the plate and uh, he will be hitting third. Brandon Belt will be hitting in the cleanup spot. But, Kevin, before we get to today's lineup, and even before we deal with whatever the hell that was that Great Britain and Canada played yesterday, um, let's talk about, I think, the most... I don't know if I'm going to say the most significant event of the the weekend for, for the Blue Jays, but I think maybe... The biggest talking point out of the weekend. We had said that we thought Jose burrios might be a guy who would actually profit from going to the World Baseball Classic. He, he's had an OK spring. You know, we saw some things from him. We know he's making some changes, and we thought that going into a game in a sellout stadium against, you know, a, a Venezuela against a very good team, it just seemed as if it seemed as if. It was a good idea at the time, but Kevin Jose Barrios yesterday uh, was just this just this side of god awful uh, against Ve- Venezuela. Uh, didn't make it out of the second inning. Got three outs in total. Gave up a home run. Command was all over the place. Uh, yeah, Javier Baez made an error, but you know, come on, you can that that's going to happen. Um... I mean, look, I know how you feel about Jose Barrios. I think I'm like his last defender on the planet. And I'm pretty close to not raising the white flag because it is spring training. It's just one start. I may be tempering my expectations a bit with Jose Barrios. What did you make of that, of that start last night? Now, it's a good lineup he's facing, and it's early in the year to be facing that lineup. You got some all-stars. You got a, at least one or two guys going to the Hall of Fame in that lineup. But, man, that was not good. Yeah, I'd leave it to, leave it to you to to just make
0: excuse after excuse for a guy that they dropped 130 on who reinvented himself in the off season. Uh, and yeah, we talked about this. About this would be really good for him going in there, having some confidence, pounding the zone with the sinker, doing things with the elevated four seamer, working both sides of the plate, and then throwing the slurve, the curveball, using it sort of you know in reverse order. We didn't see any of that. We saw the the sinker didn't work into righties. We saw the four seamer didn't work. We saw that little slurve thing, oh oh, to Santander, yeah. which he should know better. Like it's just again, it gets back to that. I've been telling you this. It's just odd for me that a guy with that much experience when he just doesn't have the sinker the four seamer it's just it's falling apart like I, and, and that for me is you can forget about all the you know having the hands a little tighter, the anchor over the the rubber a little bit better, which is all great things at least he's thinking about that more than thinking about just not being real good last season, so you know they they thought some things out were trying to get better, but man i what does this do? He's one of those guys for me, Jeff, that needs confidence. Like, he needs to go out there and and know that the things that he's been working on will translate. Mm. And I said this. What better way to, to show it off than to go against some really good hitting who guys are going to take some pitches, guys are not going to chase, yep. guys are going to go up and hunt.
2: Guys like, Santander is a good hitter. Yeah, and guys he's aren't a good working. Hitter. Guys aren't working in anything in this tournament.
0: Absolutely going not. Out there They're to trying
2: compete. to – they
0: are trying to squish the bug, have good rotation, and and party out front. is my new phrase that I want to use now. It's it's again. I just it, you know you know what it is, and and I and I'm gonna. I was trying to when I was driving over here to the park, thinking about a, a way that I was gonna be nice <laughs> because it is early in the season. It is, and and it, it's it is early in the season. It is, and the only thing I can think of is if I'm Ross Atkins, I'm thinking I got a hundred and thirty million dollar number four pitcher. That's what I'm thinking, and I just don't know if that's good or bad. Like I, you know, again, uh, I was the one guy that's saying he's one of the one of the four guys or one of the three guys who needs to give them two hundred innings. What you saw, I, I just. Do you, do you feel real confident in him giving you 175 innings? I mean, basically that's sort of what you're you're looking at right now, and it's just the it's just the early in games when it when it does go off the tracks. Why does he have such an issue getting it back on the tracks? That for me is the it, big issue, and I just don't know if he can fix
2: it. Yeah, that, it reminded me. It reminded me of some of the starts we saw from him early last year. One inning pitched, five hits, six runs, five of them earned, Oof. two walks. One strikeout. Uh, he threw do pitches and strikes. He threw 38 pitches, 22 strikes before Yadi and Molina came out with the hook. And by the all way, all you
0: need to say is by the way he Cam- couldn't throw a sinker for a strike, and the slur wasn't any good.
2: I, I got to tell know. you this: Has there ever been it, has any manager coming out to remove a pitcher from a game? looked as nasty as that did not because of the just because it's Molina man he's got the tattoos going up the side he looks like he wants to at the best of times yadi looks like he wants to kill somebody man I watched yeah. him walking up to get Barrios out of the game and I just thought oh that would be an awful sight if you're a pitcher you know here comes here comes yadi Molina looking like he just wants to rip your throat you know, rip rip, rip your throat Puerto apart. Rico
0: was expecting a lot for Burrios. They were expecting yeah. a competitive start, right? You know, they weren't asking four or five innings from him. They wanted probably three competitive innings. Yep. And when you see what you saw, you know, again, uh, Jeff, I, I'll be the first to admit at the times that I've talked to Jose, he's one of the nicest people on planet Earth. Dude. That's you... why it's very it's yep. very hard for me not to root for him. But bottom line is they paid him a ton of money to be better. Yep. And just right now, you have to wonder, right, if you're Ross and, and, and the front office for the Toronto, a blue chase now again, it is early and it is one start, but the psyche of the whole thing is they wanted to hit the ground runner, they wanted mm-hmm. a, a little predictability. Do you have it,
2: Brad, that, that, Yeah,
0: I, I would think they don't. It, I would uh, think there's a lot of unknowns with that.
2: Yeah, I look Yeah, just say this it's uh, this is. It, it's a really, it's an upper level of competition. Like that lineup that Venezuela runs out there is as good or better than what he's going to face in the regular season. Now, yes, again, it's early, and I'm not making excuses here. I'm just saying that, like you, I thought, okay, here's a chance. To, this is a big game. Anytime you have a sellout crowd in a major league ballpark and the game's being televised back home and you've dyed your it's so big you've dyed your hair to go out and do that. Like, I'm going to read more into that than I am if it was... Uh, noting in Bradenton against the Pirates.
0: Yeah, sometimes drawing attention to yourself is not always the greatest thing. But I will say I will say this. You know, if you wanted to, you know, fake an injury with Mitch White and, say, put a Nate Pearson or a Zach Pop on your team, now that you saw Barrios, you may need a long relief guy. Ooh. For for me, Mitch White's the guy, right? Now, I, I would think if he's healthy, he's making your team, right? There there may have been some questions on if you were going to make some changes and, and give Nate Pearson a chance. Give Zach Pop a chance. How would you do it seeing what you're seeing from the the back end of your rotation, especially with Barrios? You're going to need that guy. You're going to need that guy who doesn't destroy your pen to come in and and eat some innings, especially early in the season, if if Barrios is having some hiccups. So I I think, you know, if you think about your bullpen and how you're going to make it up, and and if you were going to give guys chances – how do you give him chances now if you
2: have to have Mitch White? That's the thing. Okay, let's we'll, we'll talk about the bullpen uh, in a minute today. By the way, the game is on TV. You'll get to see Tim Mays, Zach Pop, Nate Pearson, and Adam Simber. They're scheduled to pitch after Alec Manoa. I want to bring it back to the Blue Jays, uh, Kevin. You say Kikuchi on Saturday. Jays eight three winners, two and two thirds innings, four hits, three walks. Uh, four strikeouts, got 14 swings and misses, which which is pretty good, but and he still hasn't given up an earned run this spring. But at the same time, that looked a lot more like the Kikuchi we saw last year, didn't it? Than than what we've seen earlier this spring. Yeah, there's a lot of
0: things there. You know, he, he, for me, looks confidence. Uh, he, he looks confident. He's got a consistent delivery. It's easier to repeat, right? When you start and stop, it's impossible to, to do it over and over again and get all your pitches in the same slot all the time and be able to command them and, and, you know, just be able to keep them in the lanes long enough to keep them competitive. He talks a lot about the, the change up. He threw 17 change ups. He had 10 swings on the change up. He had three swing and misses on the change up. I guess, I really don't like hearing him talk about a secondary pitch. I'd rather hear him talk about fastball command, which he has been talking about that, which allows him to actually have an approach, which whenever you talk about fastball command and commanding both sides of the plate and being able to go north and south with it. For me, he's a north and south guy. He's not an east and west guy. He did not need to be that way, right? And if you can be the north and south guy with the fastball and be able to keep it in the zone and be competitive with strike one, which he's being better at that. I think he was 57% last year, which is just not good enough for, left, he doesn't throw 100 miles an hour. you got to be better than that. you got to get it over the 60 mark. He's been better at strike one, which is a big deal for him, which allows him to use his secondary pitches a little bit better, and you'll see more results from what the hitter's telling you, which I think now, all of a sudden, listening to him talk after his starts, because he has confidence, because he has a consistent delivery, and he's throwing strike one, now he can let the hitter tell him how to attack later in counts which is a graduation from what we saw last year. Last year it was, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just
2: going out there and throwing it. I I guess what I was saying, though, it looked, I I didn't take, when I said it looked like it looked last year, I didn't mean that in a positive. Um, You know, he, I I mean, he threw more fastballs. He's been throwing a lot of sliders recently. He threw more fastballs yesterday. Again, three walks uh, in two and two-thirds innings. Um, uh, Yeah. it looked like again. Again, it looked to me like he often looked last year. Uh, didn't have command of the fastball necessarily. Um, See, I like, I liked how he looked. Like right. if he again, if he's if he gives you
0: 120 to 140 innings, being that kind of guy. You know, he's not a three ERA, a three ERA guy. He's a, a four-and-a-half ERA guy who maybe can keep it in the yard a little bit better and not destroy your pin, especially with that guy that's in your four spot now, mm-hmm. right? Now, now you're looking at this rotation a little bit differently. I'm Again, I don't want to overreact with what you saw from Barrios, but if you're him and you did all of those things in the offseason and – It didn't translate when the lights are the brightest. It ain't going to get no brighter until you get to the playoffs than the game he was playing, Barrios was pitching in a couple of days ago. It ain't going to get no brighter, Jeff. So to not translate now mentally between the years, what's he thinking? Are you going to continue to see the changes? Is he going to try and go out and do those, or is he going to make a different change? So it's good to see this Yusei Kikuchi at least going out there and competing and having a clue – on what he's doing, and if he throws a bad one, how to fix it right away and not do it over and over and over again.
2: The Jays' lineup this afternoon is Merrifield, Bichette, Kirk, Belt, Kiermaier, Martinez, Edison, Edison, Barger making the start in left field, Nathan Lucas in right field, uh, Rainer Nunez at first base. Let's deal with some of the newsier items first of all, Kevin. Vladdy Jr. running today. Again, is that two days in a row that we've it seen is, Vladdy yes. run? So, he's progressing. Yep. He has said he wants to play for the Dominican Republic in the second round. I'm hearing that they're going to be very, 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 uh... They don't want him to. That's what I'm going to say. That's probably... They the, should be that way. Yeah, that's, I would be that way, too. Exactly. That, that's, uh... That, that's the way, the way I would put that. George Springer. Kevin, spring training. I get it. Homer in three consecutive games. Uh... Play in the outfield as well as DHing. What have you made of what you've seen him this from him this spring in terms of health, in terms of his swing? We did see him. It's something you wanted to see. We did see him have to throw from right field. Uh, I believe it was in the uh, it was in the second inning Saturday in an eight six win over Baltimore. It was a good test for the arm from right field. Didn't look great, which is which is, which is fine. Again, it's early, it's spring, but. What's your sense of where he is physically in terms of being able to play right field come opening day? Now
0: remember he doesn't have plus arm. I mean that's why you're going to run a defender. You're going to run a defender out Got there. Got a it's, decent just arm. Hit- just hit the cutoff guy he doesn't have a plus arm right it's he's got a, a decent you know arm. It's, it's it's a good enough arm to hit the cutoff guy you hit the cutoff guy all the time it's the athleticism it's the jumps it's willing to to do whatever it takes to help his pitcher on the mound I think that's what he brings in right field because of the guy in center now because of the guy in left you now can just see George Springer at his best he's healthy and when he's healthy he's one of the best players in baseball mm. like I I don't think there's takes a rocket scientist to watch him at the plate how effortless it is. Jeff like it just he gets the foot down it's smooth the rotation is just it's there it's free and easy he's got that nice little two-handed finish when he was struggling you could see a lot of lean back like he was trying to create bat speed you ain't seeing that now like it's just nice and easy and fluid and and the barrels getting to the baseball he's a great player like mm-hmm. again when he is in the lineup this, this lineup's elite, especially when everybody's healthy. <laughs> when Vladdy's hitting third because it seems like that's where he wants to hit and he's more comfortable and he feels like he's not as rushed, and I think they like him in the three spot now. And when when those three guys are there and then you do whatever you want to do from there on, this team's different. This lineup's different. They're, they're a nightmare for an opposing pitcher. So, yeah, he he is – look, the, the goal will be to keep him healthy. I'm just not sure – I'm not sure – that enough smart people can do that. I think for me, when a guy's been around as long as George Springer has, it's up to him to keep himself healthy, right? If you're not feeling right 100%, don't try and steal second. Well, you, you you're more important to the Jays long-term than you are trying to steal second when you don't feel 100%. So it's up to him to do little things right. When in doubt, hit the cutoff guy. Don't don't get cute and try to overthrow things. Throw your arm out. Don't do those things. So for me, it's more up to him. But man, dude, you see it, Jeff? He's going to right center. He looks like so right center is frisky even here. Even here when this park's a joke. Even him, he's trying to go over there. He's letting the ball travel. He's doing things in the phone booth is what really, really good hitters talk about. You know, you don't get outside yourself. You stay within that phone booth, and it's just A to B. It's dropping it down on the baseball. He's elite, man. That's
2: all you can say. Yeah, he looks – and I think you'll understand what I – mean when i say this he looks healthy the swing looks healthy no question. there were times last year he, he i mean he swung like a guy with a sore arm last year i mean i just, just the, he had the lean, sore elbow. The, the lean
0: back the lean back is guys who are trying to generate power and you see their finish is more that 60 40 instead of that 50 50 mm-hmm. and then rotating
2: and just letting your natural ability because you're healthy enough to do it take over you mentioned the bullpen and i want to talk about the bullpen Again today we will see Maza Pop Pearson Simber. Now, Maza and Simber are on the team. Uh, what is your? See, we talked about this before the show, and I get the impression from talking to you two things. One, as the as the Jays are looking, as they profile their bullpen right now, Zach Pop is not on it. Zach Pop is at AAA, where maybe he's maybe he's being maybe they'll try to make him a closer. I don't know. Zach Pop is at triple A, which surprises me a little bit, but Zach Pop is at triple A. Nate Pearson, you don't think he breaks with the team.
0: Yeah, again, it gets back to to whose spot would he, would he take. Right, right? again, it's, we got two
2: weeks left, but I'm saying right now. I'm absolutely. saying right now.
0: I, I, absolutely. Has he shown you enough that he can consistently throw velocity, right? That's a big deal for him. 94 95 ain't playing. Like his secondary pitches ain't good enough to be able to throw, you know, three hooks in a row to a really good hitter. They ain't, it ain't good enough to do it. He's going to need velocity to get you cheating out in front so he can snap Charlie one off and get you out that way. I just – I'm wondering, Jeff, whose spot does he take unless you get rid of the Richards, which – for me, you got two guys down there that can get lefties out. That would be Tim Mesa, and that would be Richards because of the changeup. Mm-hmm. You feel you feel comfortable bringing Nate Pearson in against a lefty late in the game for Nate Pearson? It's the sixth inning, it ain't the seventh, it ain't the eighth, it ain't the ninth inning. It's the sixth inning. Do you feel comfortable, you know, bringing him in, pitching out of the stretch against a decent left-hander, not even a great left-handed hitter? Do you feel okay with that? I don't. So it's just you have to ask yourself again they need predictability they got to get off to a hot start and for me you just sort of know what you're going to get do you know what you get from Zach Pop? i don't i just watched his live batting practice on friday it wasn't good like Brandon Bell was leaning after leaning off him. Uh, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was getting the head out, hitting leeneas. I mean, the dude those 100. I mean, it's 98-99 with movement. Maybe it doesn't look 98-99 to hitters is all my, all I'm saying. And, again, it's overreaction Monday kind of. Mm. <laughs> so so it is, you know, me, me being a little bit far away and I could just hear the noise off the bat, and those are the things you sort of hone in on. Even if you're not really paying attention to a guy, they're loud noises. And I get back to it. If you want that predictability, and you want to get off to a hot start. Sure. Pearson, Pop, and now that Barrios looks like Barrios looked uh, in that start, Mitch White for me if he's healthy, he would probably be the guy and again, he's out of options. Pearson has options, Pop has options. White doesn't. I do you see For me I way... just don't see there's a there's an alley there unless you get rid of one of them.
2: So it seems to me that you're saying that as of now and we have 2 weeks to go. But as of now the only change from last year's bullpen would be Eric Swanson who was acquired in the in the Teoscar Hernandez deal. As of now
0: Sounds that way, and I, I have also had conversations, and I have been told that if there is a non-roster guy to look out for, it would be Jay Jackson. He's an older guy. He can He can spin it. He's a spin first guy. Oh, that's Again, great. The, the Blue Jays always seem like they're the only organization that thinks they can spin their way to a World Series. I don't. I think you need power. But he's an older guy who's been around, obviously, because he's 35 years old, but he is a slider first guy. And I've been told if there's any non-roster guy who has a chance of making it out of spring training, Look out for him. Now that would I, would I think just, it would take an injury though, wouldn't it? Absolutely for him to absolutely. make. Absolutely. So yeah. that's my point. Even with Pearson and Pop, is I just don't know where they fit in unless you're getting rid of one of them. Somebody gets hurt, you know. Forty man restrictions, uh, options. The, the Mitch White thing is intriguing because he doesn't have any options, right? And you'd have to, even if he's not hurt, and you want to bring, you want to put somebody else in the mix. You'd have to figure out what you're going to do with White and. Just, again, the rotation the way it is, especially the back end, which is some unknowns there, even with say Kikuchi looking like he's looking now, you don't know what you're going to get in your innings some innings. You don't want to destroy your pen. And it just seems like the one guy that could help you out there, it's probably not Nate Pearson, it's Mitch White.
2: Again, we will have Blue Jays baseball this afternoon on Sportsnet 107. First pitch from Dunedin, the Boston Red Sox taking on the Blue Jays. Alec Manoa will start for the Blue Jays. Alejandro Kirk makes his Grapefruit League debut hitting third. Woohoo. The lineup is Merrifield, Bichette, Kirk Belt, Kiermeyer Martinez, Barger, he'll be in the left, Lucas and Rainer Nunes. All right, I gotta ask you about this lineup today. Again, early, you know, halfway through spring training, all the usual caveats that you have to say. It's gonna be an easy decision, I think, when Alec is pitching. Alejandro Kirk will catch him. Brandon Belt will be the DH. Mm Vladimir will be at first when he's healthy. What do you do when Jano has to catch?
0: What do you do? do Go ahead. I'll further that. Say, Say it's Kevin Gosman that opens the season as the starter. Alejandro Kirk catching him? Not for me. No, not for me. So, so that's the question. Is right? You would, you would probably have Adam Wainwright. I'm guessing thrown for St. Louis. Uh, Brandon Belt. You know that that uh, that swing that he has with a little uppercut and the big slow breaking balls that Adam throws. You would think that would be a nice little matchup for good matchup for Belt for to be in the lineup? Kerky's not playing open today. If Danny Jansen's mm-hmm. catching Kevin Gosman, that's what you got to ask yourself. And again, I get back to the, who's getting cleanup. I, you know, I, I it sounds like a a you know, a sort of an easy decision, and it is for me. I think right now opening the season, if, say, Gosman is the opening day starter, which I have done the math, he would be the opening day starter and the starter at home. Okay. So you'd be getting both of them, right? right. And, you know, we said that it, if if Manoa didn't start opening day, you could start him at home. Well, if it lines up and they go every fifth day, Kevin Gosman would get both. Okay. So that that for me, Jeff, again. I Or I know Alec, Manoa some,
2: would get both if Manoa starts.
0: There you go. Right. Whoever starts opening day, it lines up every five days. If that's the way they want to go, because of the days okay. off, it would line up that, that the opening day starter would get both. Okay. So you just have to ask yourself, and I and I've asked this question about playing time with Alejandro Kirk. I know that was my 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 little homework over the the couple of days that I was off here. I don't think there's an easy answer for that. I know they're mm-hmm. going to be careful with Kirky. You know, I don't I don't see it unless Danny Jansen was to get hurt. I don't see Alejandro Kirk catching three days in a row. So I sort of see it the way it was last year, where it's two days in a row we would catch, depending on whoever they want, matching up with Kirky. Could be Barrios. It could be whoever it is, Manoa, whoever that is. So right.
2: It seems to me as if the the lineup, as we speak, is going to be Springer, Fichette, Guerrero, and then the cleanup spot could be Kirk, could be Belt, could be Varsho, or, I mean,
0: yeah, what the like word that. that I've gotten is is I think right now it seems like they're leaning towards Kirky because they, again, predictability, Jeff, yeah. you know what it's going to look like. You've exactly. seen him in that. Yep. And I get back to that, and I know you rolled your eyes at me when Booney said, Aaron Boone for, for the Yankees last year said in one of those games, I can't walk Vladdy because I know who's standing on the on-deck circle. It matters. I know you roll your eyes, and people listening to me probably do roll their eyes, too. It matters. Okay. Who are you more afraid of today, opening day, Belt or Kirk? Yeah. I think that sort of goes into it too because they want to give Laddie off to a hot star and get him some decent pitches to swing at and so he can change the game with some crooked numbers. So right now, who's your fourth who's your fourth best hitter on the team today? If that dude's healthy for me, it's Kirky.
2: Yeah, I, w- I was I was about to say I think that you could you know, those are your top four. Uh, and
0: Varsho and, and Belt would have to earn it is yeah. the word that I've gotten. Like they need to it, you need to see it. Right Protection, they sort of need to earn that, right? Driving the baseball, staying in a big part of the field, not chasing all the things that go into protecting one of the best hitters in baseball.
2: The World Baseball Classic continues today. I see that, uh, what was it, Korea Mercy ruled uh, China 22-2 to two already. Oof. Oof. Uh, Canada will play the United States tonight Oof. at 10 o'clock. The United States losing to Mexico. Hey man, the United States losing to Mexico yesterday. The United States does uh, the uh, the idea that they would be. Well, I don't think too many people, actually, to be honest, made them the favorite going in this tournament. I think a lot of people looked at the Dominican and Japan, Japan. as being as being yeah. better. J- Japan looks awfully good. They look
0: unstoppable. Yeah. Now,
2: granted, they're, they do. they have yet to face a uh, a team with they have yet to face the team with a, with a ton of major leaguers. I'm I'm sticking with Venezuela. I think Venezuela wins this thing. I'd be surprised if. I wouldn't be surprised if they go through this without losing a game, to be honest. Ooh. Um, They're just, they're, they're, that that lineup is so good. That lineup lineup is good. Anyhow, Canada gets the U.S. today after an 18-8 win over Great Britain yesterday that was. Did you have an ugly blowout? That was uh, – Shai DeViti will join us after the break. And Shai said, this might be the worst game I've ever seen. And I said, <laughs> I'm right there with you. I will go one step yeah. further. That was the worst baseball game I have ever seen. Wow. I don't think – I cannot think of a game that was worse than that. I, literally, I'm watching dudes yeah. – I'm watching dudes playing for Great Britain who should not be anywhere near a field where people are required to pay admission to come watch I, them play. I played in Ro- Rochester after
0: a, a two-hour rain delay. It was like twenty to eighteen. The oh. game didn't end until like three thirty in the morning. So
2: I've, I've seen. I've played in right. some awful games, but that's so not even close for me. That <laughs> yeah. was. Th- there was a lot of stuff going on in that game, uh, and I guess from from. Canadian baseball point of view uh eight, you, you never roll your eyes at 18 runs and and I'll, I'll give guys credit for kind of keeping it all together when uh I, I mean in, in in a game where you're just presented I guarantee you there were situations presented those guys that they haven't been in before things happening that uh they just had to shake their head at anyhow Canada won 18-8 Shai Davidi was there covering it and Shy DeViti will join us when we come back. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590. The fan on television, Sportsnet 360. Hello, Mom. And uh, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Breaking down the top stories in hockey and Elliot Friedman every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: To Deshaun Knowles. Got him! Boom! finishes it in the middle of the seventh Matt Brash out of the bullpen boy it wasn't easy but a much needed win for Canada they wanted desperately to start this thing at 1-0 to beat a Great Britain team that looked decent last night and surprised a lot of people against the U.S.
2: but Canada now 1-0 yeah that was something else man Matt Brash, like seriously, you know, it was like watching Matt Brash come in and throw last night after all the slop you saw to that point in the game. It was like, I, I mean, I don't even, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna bring Shai Devidi in from Phoenix and ask him to describe it. He is uh, on the scene, covering the World Baseball Classic for Sportsnet. Shy, what the hell was that yesterday?
1: <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it. That was. Uh, I mean, I called it the uh, the best worst game that I've ever seen. And it was kind of, it was like, it was terrible and it was awesome and it was bizarre and it was all these different things. But then you just have like an incredible offensive performance when you think about it. But this game also felt like something you might see in the backfields uh, at spring training with, with some minor leaguers playing. It was, it was a total scene, man. So
2: let let's. I mean, what is I mean I, I, you know looking at some of the offensive numbers and some of the performances we saw from guys from, from Robson and Tyler O'Neill and and all, all of these guys. Give me the good, the very good out of that game from Canada's point of view and the very bad from that game out of Canada's point of view as they get set to play the Americans tonight?
1: okay, so let's start with the very good. Uh, I think you look at that offense and you're like, okay. This was probably going to be the strength of this team, and that's a game, especially when you fall behind three nothing, where you could ha- you could have had a lot of guys just trying to swing big mm-hmm. and trying to put the ball over the fence, and they just took what was there. Right? Uh, th- I mean, they walked 16 times, which tells you that you know, one, the the British pitchers weren't very good, but at the same time, they didn't expand the zone and they were gonna they were gonna hunt a strike. So uh, I thought the, the approach. I mean, it's difficult too to stay disciplined and then be ready to do damage at the same time. And, and you know, the Canadians walk that line. So I think that's you, you feel really good about that. I think the 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 ugly or the not good is what the what you saw from the pitching perspective. Right? It was just a, a lot of guys struggling to get outs against a bunch of hitters who uh, you know aren't in the grand scheme of things particularly good. And you wonder, all right, what is that going to look like when they get to the Americans and to Mexico and to Colombia? You know, how, how many guys are going to be able to, to find ways to, to get out? But, you know, they, they, there, there was some good stuff there, like, you know, Curtis Taylor, pure, pure stuff comes in and uh, in, the, in the fifth inning puts up the first three down, three, uh, three up, three down inning of the game. That was uh, that was pivotal. Uh, You know, John Axford, great moment for him coming back. Dude's going to be 40 on April 1st. He's throwing 94.5 miles an hour uh, in his second game back from Tommy John's surgery. So that was impressive. And I mean, you mentioned Matt Brash. I mean, it looked like, you know, Darth Vader with a lightsaber there. It (laughs) It was just, just guys had no chance.
0: Um, shy, uh, go ahead Kev uh, sorry uh, sorry yeah shy is it like Otto Lopez you know he's fighting for 26 spot on a, on the Blue Jays squad he may have it already who, who knows C- can this help him any you think the the Blue Jays front office is watching him the advance the defense or does that matter at all any at all
1: yeah I, I think for him uh, I think the Blue Jays like this experience for Otto Lopez right like this is a uh, going to be the biggest stage that he's played on he's going to be play you know especially tonight against the americans complete shortstop against an all-star team essentially and you know he's a guy that the canadians are putting uh, a lot of uh, a lot of faith in right that he's uh, could be uh, he's going to be clean up or hit clean up yesterday uh, you know they're going to alternate between him and julian between uh, leadoff and Spot depending on uh, who's on the mound, but that's a lot of responsibility for him to carry. And you know, as a guy, who, you know, I'm with you. I think that I don't, I don't know if he ha- necessarily has the 26 man job locked up yet, but uh, you know, he's pretty close. If he if he doesn't, uh, you know, that's uh, having this kind of experience going to big games. You know, it, it'll just feel more normal normal for him if he's in any type of leverage down the road in the season. So, uh, you know, I think the Blue Jays are. are really appreciative that he's going to get this experience and, uh, you know, he's going to play in front of a huge crowd tonight against the Americans. It's going to be a hostile crowd to, uh, towards the Canadians. Um, you know, the, the, These types of experiences, having that in your back pocket can only help him moving forward. Shy.
0: speaking of experiences can help a guy, do you think the Blue Jays front office is worried about their highest paid number four starter in all of baseball?
1: And in Jose I mean, Barrios. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think they were thrilled seeing that last night, and uh, I didn't. Uh, I, I was at the the Canada case, so I didn't get to watch that that too closely. Uh, but you know, just looking through the numbers, it, it wasn't great. Uh, at the same time, it still is the middle of spring, uh, and you know, I think the Blue Jays are pretty or have a, a good sense of faith in in the changes that they're having him make. But look, this is a, a bit of a, a prove. It. I, I mean, prove it season might be the wrong. Wrong way to put it, but I think the blue the Blue Jays, everybody, Jose Barrios himself, like wants to go out and show that last year was an aberration. So every start that goes the way that that one did yesterday uh, against Venezuela is just gonna is just gonna add to the uncertainty of what Jose Barrios is bringing to the table. And and the thing about him last year is that. You know, by and large, he was good, but when he wasn't good, it fell apart really quickly, and that's what happened mm-hmm. last night. And if, they, if you're the Blue Jays, that's that's the thing that's going to make you scratch your head that, you know, he he didn't find a way to grind out a little bit more.
2: Uh, Shy, how, how does uh, how does Ernie Witt use his pitching tonight? Like they had uh, yesterday, it's going to seem odd. I know people said, why are they pitching Quantrill against Great Britain? Why aren't they? He's their best starting pitcher. Uh, why aren't they saving them for the U.S.? And the answer is because they had to win that game yesterday. If they win tonight's game, it's great. If they don't win tonight's game, then they got another must-win game. But they absolutely had to win yesterday. Lose yesterday, and you're done. I mean, you might as well pack up your bag and go home. Um, How does Ernie handle the pitching the rest of the way here?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is you're right about sort of them having to win yesterday's game. The other thing is that the old, because of the, they've got the four days in a row, the way the schedule lines up, the only way for them to bring Quantrill back uh, in the quarterfinals should they get there was for him to pitch in the in the opener. So right. that, that was another factor as well. So, you know, this is a game, like you said, Canada didn't view this one as a must win. And this is the one, if you kind of stack it up on paper, that they're least likely to win. So, I don't want to say that they're punting this one, but they've got essentially two groups of pitchers. They've got one group of pitchers that they had for Britain and the Columbia game tomorrow, and then another group of pitchers that they have for the Americans in Mexico. And the, the, anyone who wasn't used yesterday is going to be up on tap potentially today, but you know, they, they don't want to empty the tank because the games that really matter for them are the ones tomorrow against Colombia, and then the finale against Mexico. Those are the ones that they kind of circled as the most, the most winnable. They get through. They get through. They win three. They're through. Uh, they they win two of the of the next three. Then you know there's a chance through tiebreakers that they could end up in the next round as well. So that's kind of the the planning right now where Canada's at. and if they can. You know, you can almost make the case that you know, in some ways, the best case scenario is that you know they get mercyed by the Americans in five innings, and then they don't have to dig too deep into their pitching staff. Uh, uh, by the same, by the same token, I mean the Americans—they haven't looked good, and maybe you can just put up some runs early, get them playing a little tight, and and maybe pull something off.
2: Uh Shy, John Schneider just addressed the media a few minutes ago, said a couple of interesting things. One, Ricky Tiedemann has left shoulder soreness. Um no red flags yet. It was just sort of added by John Schneider at the end of his at the end of his availability. But he also talked a bit about the usage of Danny Jansen and Alejandro Kirk. Now that Kirk is ready to go, he's hitting third today. He's going to catch Alec Manoa. And Lance, can you just play the uh, play the Schneider clip, and then I want to talk to Kevin and, and Shy about this. This is John Schneider from earlier this morning.
0: You know, we've been talking about that quite a bit. It may be, you know, a few more or a few less games for Kirk or Jano at the DH spot. Um, we're going to look into matchups and try to dive deep in performance, and and health plays a part of it. But, you know, I think ideally if you do have, you know, Brandon performing and he's healthy and it allows Kirky and Jano to stay fresh over the course of the season, that's a great thing. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to be pretty, you know, pretty evenly split. We like to match certain guys up with certain pitchers, and then you take into, into consideration who we're facing on the mound too. So, um, luxury to have both of them, and um, you know, keeping them fresh is definitely a priority
2: too. All right, Shia, that was John Schneider a little earlier. Look, you know, there are days where I think it's going to be obvious, right? Ale- uh, Alec Manoa is starting. Alejandro Kirk is going to catch. Brandon Belt will be a DH. Danny Jansen will be in the bench. It gets a little more complicated when, for example, it's Kevin Gossman. If you want, if you want Jansen catching him and you're facing a right-hander, uh, even, even, you might even see it in opening day. You want, you want Brandon Belt's bat in the lineup at DH? Then what do you do with Alejandro Kirk? Like, I mean, if you're asking me right now, who would I rather have at the plate against a left-hander or a right-hander? Honestly, I'd rather have Alejandro Kirk DHing than Brandon Belt right now. How do you see them playing this?
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. And look, I mean, they've been saying it all along since since they signed Brandon Bell that you know he's going to get the prime uh, the, the 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 primary amount of bat- bats at, at designated hitter, and you know it kind of makes sense if you think about the profile. But yeah, I mean, Kirk was a guy. He was your, he was their cleanup hitter for a good chunk of last season. You know, that's how important he was to the offense. Uh, I think, the, the, especially early on, they're they're in that little bit of an interesting scenario where. You know Kirk is still playing a bit of catch up at camp and you know trying to make up for uh, the late arrival as he was awaiting the birth of his child. and you want to essentially try to preserve him for as long as possible. but I wonder too if they, they look at some of the dip in power for Kirk at the end of the season, some of the dip in performance and they think, all right, maybe we need to manage workload a little bit more effectively here. Mm-hmm balance that with Danny Jansen as well and you know they found a a really effective way to sort of optimize the both of them last year and get the most out of their performance just putting them in the the most most amount of spots to to succeed and you know I think the from a bigger picture perspective guys it's just the Blue Jays are going to look to do that across their roster and they just have more pieces they wanted to be in a spot where they have more guys who deserve plate appearances than plate appearances to give and what you can do is sort of look at the numbers, look at the, the data on swing paths and ball movement, and, and try to identify the guys who are going to give you the best opportunity on any given night. And I think that'll be a driving factor here as well.
0: Kevin? Shai's last, Shai's last part about the health with Alejandro Kirk, he nailed it. Everybody I've talked to down here said just look at the drop-off at the end of the season. They're trying to prevent that. They want him rocking and rolling going into the playoffs. They're a better team with him in the lineup. There's a reason why they brought Brandon Belt here, and they told him he's doing two things. He's going to spell Vladimir Guerrero Jr. defensively at first, and he's going to DH all the time. So I, I think they've sort of told you without telling you that, you know, it's sort of whenever Kirk, he's playing, he's going to be behind the plate. And occasionally, you know, if everybody's healthy and doing their job the way they're supposed to, it'll be Bell DH and, you know, you'll mix it in there occasionally. But for the most part, I'm with shy. I just think it's more about health and with Alejandro Kirk. I mean, the body type will tell you everything, right? It's. And and they have enough information on him and enough track record. It'll tell you that if they give him some time off, don't catch him three days in a row, you know, the day-night thing is a big deal for Kirky. So they're going to massage him through it and try to get them at their best at the end of the season.
2: Shy, really good of you to join us, man. I really enjoyed your work yesterday at the WBC. I still have no idea how the hell you wrote a game story out of that, but well done. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would have just... Hell, I would have called in sick after the third inning or done something like that or or fallen back on some sort of feature I'd stored, and just put a paragraph in saying what the final score was and don't ask me any more about it. But I appreciate it, man.
1: Three hours and 40 Good minutes job, for innings. What could go wrong? Yeah, exactly. Right. Take care. <laughs> Shai Davidi of
2: Sportsnet uh. in Arizona at the World Baseball Classic. 10 o'clock tonight, Canada takes on the U.S. U.S. needs a win. Uh, they had it. They had it handed to them yesterday by Mexico. Big, big, big pro-Mexican crowd. I got to admit that the crowds at that event, and I I covered the first one, and I saw Japan and Korea face each other. That was insane. Uh, The crowd for Puerto Rico and Venezuela was amazing. And the Mexican fans last night, I mean, Bob Nightingale, who I know Bob, and Bob, shall we say, is not one to go to bed before last call. He, he tweeted out that the Mexicans were still partying in the streets when he was rolling back into the hotel. So uh, Mexicans are taking it seriously. The U.S. has got. I've been trying to tell. I've been trying to tell you this: the DR, the Venezuela game. That
0: that was crowds are going crazy. You know, the, the,
2: that's like winter that's ball, ex- right? People want to know what absolutely. what the Caribbean World Series is like. Smaller crowds, maybe, but that's what the Caribbean World Series is like.
0: I, I actually that that's a that's a winter ball game in November. Like, like I I want to tell you every every time I asked my wife, my wife came down to watch me play. It was she couldn't believe it. Like she was, she was astonished by how just how noisy it is, and and they're starting that at 115 in batting practice, and they're doing it until 12:30 at night. They're yeah. fired up about baseball. They love baseball, and I'm I'm glad that fans that have never seen that are starting to see that and i'll just show you how much all these countries love their baseball it's it's cool it's awesome i love playing in it and now i'm glad that people are getting to watch it
2: well we've got the uh, back leg line numbers of 416 or the number is 416-413-3959 it's your chance to leave a question or comment for kevin also your chance to give him an assignment he's already he's done very well this spring I have to admit, you've done very well. You answered the. I've assignment. carried the team. I've you, carried the team. I don't know about that, but you've you uh, you you did the Alejandro Kirk thing. That 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 was good. Uh, yeah, you kind of fluffed the first one a little bit. We had to guide you through that a little bit. That's not true. I know it's not true, but I just don't want you to get too big ahead. Let's see what the. Uh, do we have an assignment for Kevin, or do we have a question for Kevin? Oh, we got both. All right, so this is uh, this is the wow. back leg line.
0: Hey, this is Kevin Barker from the Fan 590s Blair and Barker Show. If you have any questions, comments, or complaints about Jeff, feel free to leave it after Mm -hmm. the beep. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to get it down and get it singing.
2: All right, let's hear what we got.
0: Yeah, hi, this is Josh from West Kelowna, and uh, I'm a huge Romano fan. However, this
2: question, you know, for Barker if Romano gets a little too slider happy and people start figuring him out. Who do you legitimately have to take his spot as our closer? I just don't see it with Swanson or Garcia. So really for our closer, we're kind of putting all our eggs in, in the Romano basket. Is there somebody else? Thanks. I think I was did he say West Kildonan? That's a part of Winnipeg. That's what it is. I thought he said West Kildonan. Anyhow, Kevin, Tremendous. go ahead.
0: So anyway, he sounds like a great baseball fan because he nailed it. They don't have one. Like look, you can sugarcoat that, spin it any way you want to spin. They ain't got one. There it, It's matchup city, Jeff. Like that. That's we saw it in the playoffs. This is basically the same team, other than Swanson on it, and the split finger from Swanson. You're going to have to match up with. Now I know Bass is trying to, so he can pitch more against lefties. Adding the split finger in through that four percent of the time. I got to see that to believe it. We've seen it in the playoffs. It ain't on the team yet. Mm. Right, and I'm not even I'm not even 100% on board with Jordan Romano in the playoffs. Now, this this bullpen is good enough to get them to the playoffs because they got enough experience, and they got some track, and they got some really good coaches, some really smart people that are going to line them up and match them up against some bad teams and beat the bad teams enough to get them in the playoffs. But when it comes push comes shove in the playoffs, my muscle against yours, they ain't got it. So it's I mean, that's a pretty overreaction i think to that to that comment on 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 that message but it's a fact like just i am not i'm not saying anything that you haven't seen already no
2: no and i'm not you'll notice that i'm not jumping in here to disagree with you uh what assignment do we have for kevin lance
1: how's it going it's uh jeff calling in from Kelowna, bc yeah love your show listen to it on my lunch break every day um i'm a big Kevin biggio guy and for an assignment for uh, for Kevin, I was just hoping if you could let me know if it looks like Kevin has uh, fixed some of the holes in his swing this spring, if you could get some eyes on that. Like I was saying, love the show. Looking forward to hearing from you.
2: Thank you very much. That's Jeff from Kelowna, B.C. So, Kevin, yeah. there's your assignment. There's your assignment. I know That's you... That's easy. Uh, I've, I've, alr- I know you I've and already done tight,
0: that. So. I had a 15-minute I, I conversation with Kevin Biggio a couple of days ago. I already have the answer, but I'll wait until tomorrow wait, to give it to you.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, and, again, that, is, uh, that was Jeff from Kelowna uh, with the question. So, there you go. We will have Blue Jays baseball for you today. Uh, first pitch, 107. Merrifield, Bichette, Kirk, making his... Grapefruit League debut. Brandon Belt will be DH, and Kevin Kiermaier is in center. Of Martinez, Barger, Lucas, and Nunez, the rest of the lineup. Alec Manoa gets the start. Tim Meza, Zach Pop, Nate Pearson, Adam Simber scheduled to come out of the bullpen. Uh, the update on Vladimir Guerrero. He's continuing his running program. We could see him in another couple of days. And as we mentioned, Vladimir has got designs on going to the World Baseball Classic should the Dominicans make the second round. So, I'd um, be shocked. Yeah, there might be a little give and take there with the organization. And Ricky Tiedemann uh, has left shoulder soreness. Again, no red flags yet. Probably know a little more on Wednesday. And as I mentioned, John Schneider kind of dropped that in in his media availability today. Just kind of letting folks He's know a, that that's where we are. That's not surprising.
0: He's a 20-year-old who's trying to impress... Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, but anyhow, fingers crossed just in case. Uh, that's it for us today. Yeah. A reminder if you're listening to us via podcast, please leave a nice review. Please leave a nice rating. We will be back tomorrow from 11 to noon Eastern on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and Sportsnet 360. Have yourself a great day.